With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review of Sicario. State Department is pulling an agent that specializes in responding to escalated cartel activity. This is not my department. and the story is as follows. After rising through the ranks of her male-dominated profession, the idealistic FBI agent Kate Macer receives a top assignment. Recruited by mysterious government official Matt Graver, Kate joins a task force for the escalating war against drugs. Led by the intense and shadowy Alejandro, the team travels back and forth across the U.S.-Mexican border using one cartel boss to flush out a bigger one. The film is starring Emily Blunt, Benicio Del Toro, Josh Brolin, Daniel Kaluuya, John Bernfinal, Jeffrey Donovan, and Victor Garber. It is directed by Denis Villeneuve and written by Taylor Sheridan. Joining me for this podcast review, I have Tom O'Brien. Hi, everyone. And also joining us from Gold Derby, we have Jeffrey Kerr. Hello. Jeffrey, first and foremost, thank you so much for being a Patreon supporter here on the Next Best Picture podcast. And thank you for joining us for this 2015 retrospective review of Sicario. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, so uh, this film, <laughs> I, I, I've had such a 
up and down relationship with this particular film uh, since it came out three years ago, four years ago, actually, now in uh, 2015. Um, I remember when I first saw it in the movie theater, I, I, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was great. I just thought it was okay. Definitely didn't make my top 10 in 2015. And then when I, I saw it again, when it came out on Blu-ray, watched it from home, and I liked it a lot more, a lot, lot more. And I think I ended up boosting my letter grade up a full point. And then Day of the Soldado came out, and I think it retroactively made me dislike this film <laughs> a little bit more. <laughs> And now I rewatched it again for this podcast. This will now be the fourth time I've seen Sicario. And I think I'm right back to where I was before, where I'm in the good, not great territory. And I'll get into why in this podcast review. But Jeff, you're the guest here for us today. What do you ultimately think of Sicario? Okay, so I first saw this movie when it came out in 2015. I saw it again, well, when it was released on home media. I rented it off of iTunes, and this is my first time seeing it since. Third overall, and I must say, I was very, this is probably the most impressed I've been watching it. I mean, you know, I remember this was only the second time we American audiences got to experience the talents of Denis Villeneuve. I mean, to watch him go from Prisoners to this to Arrival the following year, I mean, and then, of course, Blade Runner 2049. That's such an impressive feat. I, I have to agree with that. Uh, to do all these films back to back like that, like you said, it, it really has established Denis Villeneuve, especially in the film Twitter universe, as kind of that like that. Um, uh, I hate this term, but film Twitter bro uh, status <laughs> with Paul Thomas Anderson, David Fincher, Quentin Tarantino. He seems to always get mentioned in the same group of names, it seems like, with this uh, acclaimed body of work. And Sicario definitely brought him uh, quite a couple of new fans. So, Tom mm-hmm. O'Brien, were you one of them? Are you a fan of Sicario? I am a major fan of Sicario. Oh, wow. <laughs> I This is... Uh, Really, one of uh, it, it was a great year in 2015. And that's I why agree. we're doing the retrospective on yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and this was this was my number seven film, and uh, see, I haven't seen it since 2015. And I saw it again today, and I'm still just so impressed with both Taylor Sheridan's script and especially the take it has on the futility of the drug war. And just the, the, the way that um, Villeneuve and Roger Deakins uh, really uh, compose their frames together, uh, that the opening in Arizona, you just could feel how hot it is. And it's mm-hmm. nothing but earth tones. And then the horrible discovery behind the walls of this particular house um, gives it, it gives it even more impact. Uh, there are a number of, of um, really big set pieces here, but I think I like it even more this time. Yeah, I want to touch upon that first and foremost here. Uh, so before we get into uh, some specifics, Sicario is a 2015 film, part of our 2015 retrospective here at Next Best Picture. We are doing this because every year now during the Oscar offseason, we are going to be looking back at some films from the 2015 year, uh, which will culminate in MVP Film Awards uh, voted on by the staff and by the MVP Film Community as well uh, towards the end of the summer. And And we're going to do this every single year. So next year will be 2014, year after that, 2013. And we'll keep continuing on 
with this until, I don't know, maybe a better solution or idea will present itself to us. But in any <laughs> event, though, uh, you know, so thank you so much, everyone, for voting on this film to talk about, because there is certainly a lot to talk about. And Tom, you mentioned the futility of the war on drugs and the fight against the cartel. And as far as the thematic power that Taylor Sheridan's script is able to convey through Sicario, I think that is maybe the most powerful aspect of it, is how this is a very hardcore film. Like, this is a take no prisoners, kill everyone unmercifully uh, type of movie that is just no holds barred, absolutely brutal. And it does not flinch away in depicting that level of violence uh, committed on both sides, committed by the US and committed by the cartel. And this movie also attempts to show through a side plot involving uh, a police officer named uh, Silvio, how this level of violence has impacted other lives, uh, either indirectly, directly through a spider web of just horrific violence that is waged uh, throughout this uh, throughout this country of Mexico. It's um, it's really quite powerful because in such a short movie, only two hours long, he's able to convey this macro vision of how the violence is just everlasting, eternal. It's never going away no matter how many dents you put in it because the spider web just keeps on spreading and new people just keep getting sucked into it. it and, and to have something this brutal being headed up by an actress who we, we, we see this amazingly dark world through her eyes and her gradual disillusion about the possible heroism. And that's where I kind of get into my biggest issue with the film is although I think Emily Blunt does a really good job with what she is given, I do have some qualms with the material that she is given. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't I don't like the Kate Macer character, and I've tried multiple times through multiple viewings to warm up to how she is depicted in this movie. Um, not like I said, no fault to Emily Blunt, but just a way that Taylor Sheridan chose to. I understand that she's meant to be our eyes mm -hmm. and our emotional hearts viewing uh, this horrific you know, place and just this whole big situation that's way in over her head. I understand that she's supposed to be the audience surrogate. I get that. But to see like Josh Brolin just berate her constantly and for her to just meekly take it. Um, I don't know. I, I, I had I had some issues with that throughout. If the film has a flaw to me is that we lose her in act three. Mm hmm. Oh, see, I, 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 I don't know, because I think that what the film does actually rather well with that is, yes, we do lose her in Act 3, but we build up Benicio Del Toro so much so that it actually has payoff when the two share that final scene together at the end. And I think that's what makes it worth it. You know what I mean? That's true. Oh, yes. I mean, the last third that definitely becomes Benicio Del Toro's movie. For sure. Uh, but they've set up uh, it being Emily Blunt's film for the first two acts so that this way when you do get to that final scene, um, it's like the film was a two-hander. We just didn't know it all the time because Vizicario, a.k.a. the hitman, 
is the man that's been operating in the shadows behind our backs with his own agenda this entire time. And we've slowly, like Kate, have become privy to it. Yes. Yeah. And I, I also like to give a give a shout out to a very strong performance by Josh Brolin. He makes it his character look so easy. Oh, I agree. He's got that charm and that charisma in the role that I mean, he is supposed to be a character that is so sure of what it is that he's doing and believes so much in the cause of, you know, what it is that he's doing. So I, I think that there's uh, no way that you can watch that performance and not think of the word ease, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's much harder than it looks. I'm sure it is. Yeah. I'm sure it couldn't have been hard to wear flip-flops to, on set, you know, for a day <laughs> oh, or two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that shot was funny. Now, but seriously, though, like, no one no one here has got... You guys don't share my sentiments at all about uh, the Kate Maser character? I didn't have a problem with her. I mean, I, I I agree with Tonda. She really does serve as the audience surrogate. I mean, we get to discover everything going on through her perspective. Right, but you don't like the fact that she's never... Like, she never has a moment in this movie where anything is under her control at any time whatsoever? Hmm. Well, in, in the opening, I think she's, she's kick-ass. And before she gets the assignment to go with Brolin, um, it's she really does a as a major leadership job there. Uh, I think also key to her character is Daniel Kaluuya, mm. who mm-hmm. helps who helps to I don't know soften those edges just a little bit because he really does care about her as a partner. Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of our full review of the 2015 film Sicario, which you can get if you subscribe to our Patreon channel. For $1 minimum a month, you will get this review along with other exclusive podcast content from nextbestpicture.com. In order to subscribe to the Next Best Picture podcast, you can do so on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Player FM, Acast, CastBox, and on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate any feedback that you can offer us. So a rating of five stars, some comments, goes a long, long way. Also, too, one more time, if you head on over to Patreon, type in Next Best Picture for $1 minimum a month, you can get some of this exclusive podcast content in full from us. Thank you once again for listening. As always, we shall see you all next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.